minus three with Dave Damashek. Oh, we're one day closer to college football, pro football, fantasy football, football. Also, baseball postseason. There's much to kibitz about. Hi and hello and welcome to the newest episode of Minus 3, presented as always by FanDuel. And as always, our Thursday episode, second of the week, our first one, Gangbusters, with uh, voice of the Los Angeles Chargers, Matt Money-Smith and handsome Hank Hodgson, our resident Miami Dolphins fan. Good stuff talking up those two teams and beyond. Go back and listen to that. Of course, our ongoing concern about Eddie Spaghetti's health. Um, Another topic of conversation since that podcast his girlfriend has weighed in on social media jada is as concerned as the rest of us um go back and listen to that episode we have stuff to talk about pro football specifically some baseball too red Sox and yanks eddie spaghetti's yanks coming on kevin hench's red Sox fading can they get right this weekend let's talk about it with kevin hench what's the poop fella well you know when you say one day closer to football season i hear it as one day closer to not fucking baseball season anymore Mm -hmm. because my team surrendered. My team was in first place, had played over 600 ball through a hundred plus games, had Chris sale on the way back and decided not a team worth investing in. This is not this, this first place team with Chris sale coming back is not worth trading a poo-poo platter of prospects, which is what the Yankees did, to get a fucking first baseman. They did nothing. They stood completely pat and and then sent a message to the clubhouse, by the way. A clear message. You guys suck. And then the clubhouse went, hey, we suck, and started playing accordingly immediately. It was like the, the team went into the tank upon learning that the front office didn't believe in them. If it weren't for the Washington Generals, I mean the Baltimore Orioles, The fucking Red Sox couldn't beat anybody. And by the way, I do feel like in in uh, in in defense of Ryan Bloom, um, what the Red Sox have done post trade deadline vindicates Bloom the way the shit show in Afghanistan vindicates Biden. Like you're yelling at Biden because of all this. This is the proof that he's doing the right thing. Like. Yes, apparently the Red Sox were terrible. Bloom knew it. (laughs) He knew the whole first hundred games was smoke and mirrors. And now they've been exposed. And I'm kind of like, gosh, I guess I'm glad we didn't trade prospects to invest in this crappy team who can't run the bases, who can't get a big out, who can't get a clutch hit. So, you know, we by the way, I would just shut Chris Sale down. Hey, just chill out. We're not trying. Why are you trying to get back? The Red Sox are officially not trying. So it has been a trying three weeks for Red Sox fans. And of course, the fucking Yankees. I mean, I told you. Well, listen, I I love I loved. See, this is the thing. First of all, Eddie Spaghetti, are you happy with yourself now? This is your team's success has turned hench. And I don't know know. he probably doesn't even know how well the Yankees are doing because he turned his back on them months ago. I I never turn it back. (laughs) I, I famously said. Wait until the trade deadline, and I got yelled at by you, Dave, and and other people on Twitter, and I I said, wait for the deadline, let's see what they do, and they got two pieces that have turned, Joey Gallo, who couldn't hit a thing prior to becoming a Yankees, hitting the ball now, Anthony Rizzo, I know he just came back from missing some games with a COVID stint, but he was crushing the ball, and now you have like a guy, and Stan, by moving Stan to the outfield, but uh, that to me is the biggest, like the, the biggest issue that Boone has had is figuring out the lineup, the exact, the platooning in the outfield. John Carlos Stanton won an MVP when he played the outfield. He's not, he's admittedly, like he said to reporters that he does not focus uh, uh, on batting when he's only designating hitting. He needs to play in the outfield. He's a way better hitter, so they're finally putting him out there. Point is, they have Luke Voigt. They can pop him whenever they need to. Uh, their pitchers are going to come yeah, back. I'll, yeah, I'll give out some of that when we get to best they match, have the but it's great. the fucking American League home run champ on the bench. We know. It's the Yankees. We fucking get it. They, they have all the players because for some reason, Major League Baseball is so invested in the success of the Yankees. So Jed Hoyer, I don't, we know why Derek Jeter is in the tank for the Yankees. We understand why he got fucking nothing for the National League MVP in 2017, because it's insider trading. Like we get it. 
What did Jed Hoyer and Theo Epstein have to get out of fucking the Yankees winning? Like, why is why is Jed Hoyer? Here's what we're going to look back on, okay? Jed Hoyer <laughs> traded. I, I get the sense. Hench seems fired up today. Am I wrong, Jed Hoyer, Spaghetti? <laughs> Jed Hoyer traded the best first baseman on the market to the Yankees for um, Alexander Vizcaino. He's 24. He's pitched 31 innings above A ball. We call that a bum. That's a fucking stiff. That's not a prospect. That's that's a bag of balls. That's nothing. Then 19-year-old Kevin Alcantara, who I guess is the chip in the trade, except that he's six foot six, 188 pounds. Huh. When was the last time we saw that physique try to hit a baseball? Oh, that's right. Michael Jordan. Fucking like I, I guarantee you, I guarantee you Alcantara will be a bust. We already know Vizcaino's a bust. He's 24 years old. So what we'll look back on it when when the Yankees win the World Series this year and fucking Rizzo and Gallo run into each other's arms. Classic Yankees. Rizzo and Gallo. We did it. We did it with our team, the Yankees. We'll look back on this and we'll go. Oh, how did those guys pan out for the Cubs? Oh, they got nothing in the deal. Well, at least it was a salary dump. No, they also paid the $6 million for Rizzo to go to the playoffs with the Yankees. I What the fuck? It should be investigated. I mean, the Mets owner, Steve Cohen, had to pay a $1.2 billion fine for insider trading. What the fuck is Jed Hoyer doing with the Yankees? Does Brian Cashman have compromise on him? So, and then... The fucking poo-poo platter they sent to the Rangers, a collection of garbage for Joey Gallo. Why are people helping the Yankees? I I don't fucking understand it. But go back to 2017. Now we have some distance from the Stanton trade. Okay, Jeter, prove your fucking medal as a baseball man. You've got a guy who hit 59 home runs. He's He's the National League MVP. He's the most valuable player in your league. What can you get out of this? Here's what you got. You got Starlin Castro and his shitty OBP striking out 235 times in two seasons in which he hit 34 home runs. So so that's roughly a seven to one K to home run ratio with a crappy OBP. And now then he's gone. And you got Jorge Guzman and Jose Devers. Two fucking pieces of shit. That's all Yankees trade. That's all they trade are their fucking garbage, which I mean, obviously Jeter's on the take. So we know why Jeter gave away Stanton. And Yankee fans are like, hey, man, we really thought we'd get more out of Stanton. Really? You didn't fucking give up anything for him. Okay. Jorge Guzman, 20, no, 18 and 32 in the minors, 18 and 32 in the minors. So he's a bad minor league pitcher. Guess what? When he got to the show, 32 ERA with a 6.00 whip. Hey, shocking that that guy sucked. He came out of the Yankees garbage pile. Uh, Jose Devers, 825 at-bats in the minors, one home run. He had a 681 OPS in the minors. So you're a shitty minor league player. You're not good enough to be in the minors. And then he got called up and surprise, surprise, he sucks in the show too. So the Yankees gave away nothing for Stanton. They gave away nothing for Rizzo. They gave away nothing for Gallo. And it's like, we're like, fucking Yankees are on fire, huh? Yeah, any fucking team would be on fire if you could give away garbage and get back all-stars in return. So your entire roster is all-stars. And by the way, everyone's like, well, you don't want to overpay for a rental. Really? Because the Chicago Cubs gave the Yankees Glaber Torres for 30 fucking innings of Heraldis Chapman. So sometimes you do want to overpay for a rental if you're giving him to the Yankees. That like it is fucking mind-boggling what Major League Baseball has conspired to do. And it, it just it feels like the fix is in for the Yankees. Like you're telling me, Jed Hoyer, that was the best package you could get for Rizzo with so many buyers at the deadline. That was the best you could do. Oh my God, it makes me sick to my stomach. And then Luke Voigt, like this fucking guy, the guy won the home run crown last year and and he can't make it onto the field because the Yankees once again have just, I mean, it's one thing to say, hey, who's the Astros best pitcher? Garrett Cole. Well, we'll buy him. We'll buy him. And then it's like, okay, who's the Rangers best player? Well, that all-star Joey Gallo has hit over 40 home runs twice. We'll have him. Oh, you know who we could use is Rizzo. Well, you already have a first baseman. He won the home run title last year. That's okay. We want him anyway. We'll we'll take him too. Uh, it, it just it, it just makes me sick to my stomach. The and the fucking the whole idea is to have this competitive balance and the fact that major no, it baseball, isn't. The whole, not to <laughs> you. Not, you want the Pirates? Not MLBs. You know, your dream of the Pirates finishing last for fifty straight years is going to come true because you enjoy that. 
But this fucking evil empire, like I just cannot believe that everybody's on board, like with helping the evil empire. I don't understand why. Insist, like, by the way, you know who didn't get traded? Jason Dominguez didn't get traded, right? Because um, El Marciano, the Martian, uh, can actually play baseball. Like, you know, el, 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 el puede uh, jugar baseball. Like, he's not going to otro equipo. He's going to stay on the same team because he's good at baseball. Here's how you know someone sucks. Cashman is offering him to you. Guaranteed fucking flame out. So I, I just don't know how these guys... It, they, they should be Odysseus strapping themselves to the mast and not take fucking Cashman's calls. It just means you're getting garbage and you're, you know, and you've taken a valuable shit in a pennant race. By the way, these things are supposed to work as salary dumps. The Cubs are like, you know what? We should call Cashman back and let him know we'll pay Rizzo's salary. We, you know, we should do him a solid, you know, it's like, I just I fucking don't understand it. It, it, it like, it, it, it just enrages me anyway. Well, so. well listen, what, uh, but the question is, what did you think of the finale of White Lotus? You know, I, I, my strategy with all pop culture <laughs> or, or, or. I, uh, hey, who are you to complain? You have three, you have four world's championships this millennium. I mean, who, um, who are you belly aching to? A look, Pirates fan, please. Look, you missed my poop culture joke on a show I've never seen, but I think, oh, uh, I, I, if I understand correctly, there was some scat in the White Lotus, or should I say Brown Lotus finale. Um, but what I always try to do, I really stand back when, when it comes to the when it comes to the pop culture. I I stay way back. I never rush in to get burned. I'm always like, whoa, 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 whoa. There'll be plenty of time for Ted Lasso. Hold off. Don't be in the first wave. Don't be in like the pickets charge uh, at Gettysburg. Don't just be in the first. Those guys get mowed down. So like, I don't want to be someone who goes, hey, I fucking wasted so much time. That show sucks. Let pickets charge happen. Let all those people get mowed down. If they go, actually, that show's awesome. Then go, okay, I'll, I'll, I'll tell every single one. So hey, the, 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 as they say, the most valuable thing we have is time. And if that's the case, then Lost was a tragedy because I lost countless minutes, sha countless minutes shaved off my limited time here on the Big Blue Marble, indulging that nonsense that we should have really figured out about season three or four. Oh, they have no idea where, where they're going with this. But so the, the problem yeah, I now, I mean, is so I was – you know, full year behind on The Sopranos, The Wire, Breaking Bad. Like I let the critical mass settle. And then, you know, the 10th person goes, you got to watch. I'm like, OK, it works. We're going to love this. Now, the problem is you can't you can't hang back and not know shit. That's it's just right. impossible. You just that's can't. right. But but yeah, that's the gamble that you're making. Is the series itself going to be worthwhile? Is it going to make a full run? Because now a lot of these connected, you know, a lot Netflix yanks a show two seasons in. And it's like, well, what, what the hell? Well, we were watching that, man. We You, you can't take that away from us. And right, it's bounced by like, am I going to get, are people going to drop spoilers on me? That's, uh, that's. Uh, the, well, the, even for those of us out here on the West Coast who are trying to watch Game of Thrones live, I mean, we're, we're caught up, but we make the mistake of going online and going, oh. It's very much like being a know. sports fan. You're right. But the advantage of waiting, the greatest advantage of waiting is that you can line them up and knock them out in a weekend. You can go series, episode to episode to episode. That's what I did with Breaking Bad until the last season. And it was horrible. It was just horrible having to go 60 minutes a week with Breaking Bad. I, I, I got spoiled by just blowing through five or six episodes, um, you know, in one sitting. All right. Let, speaking of gambling, let's do our best. I best. just want to make it clear. Okay. Okay. Let's. I what? hate the fucking New York Yankees. <laughs> 
with every fiber in my being. Spaghetti, you should I, be ashamed. I don't you know if I made it. Making Hench feel it like felt so nice weird. It felt it felt so weird uh, watching like Hench say like I'm just sitting there with like my mouth shut, like sitting back here because I'm like, uh, well, because what he's saying is right. It was one of the, uh, that was arguably one of the best moments of the minus three's history. What I mean, everything he said was absolutely correct. Yankees kept their best prospects. They traded. I mean, what they said were mid level prospects, but I mean, Hench is probably right. They're probably lower level prospects. They got guys. I mean, y- yes, people will still complain. Boone's mismanaging the the lineup and stuff, but. Uh, I don't want to get in too much into it because we're getting into our best bets, but I, I am feeling pretty good about the Yankees for a number of reasons. So, Well, I, but it really, I mean, the the thing that bugs me is when Yankees fans don't, I, like Spaghetti, as a for instance, not seeming to fully recognize the inherent advantage you have every year, and the you could you can paint the the Dodgers with that brush too. Teams uh, well, that just have let me, let me limitless just start- budget. I mean, they, they, obviously you should you should win every year. It's a disgrace if you if you don't at minimum make the postseason every year. You but, you go into other people's grocery stores and empty the shelves and leave us with nothing, and you don't care. Right, that but you right, have but, a surplus. But like, like I said, the Pirates all- are an embarrassment, but. In their defense, what are they supposed to do if the oh, Yankees can raid them in that manner? Like I said all season, you were making fun of me for. I said wait until the deadline to see what happens because it, it meant a lot. There was if they don't make these trades, there's a really good chance with with the injuries to the pitchers that happen and and, and Chapman and Kluber, Severino, etc. The um, um, tons of COVID outbreaks. Even though the team was like one of the most vaccinated teams in, in Major League Baseball, like Boone was close to getting fired. They were behind the Sox. They were behind the Rays. Like the Jays are a really good team. Like there was just there. There's just there was a lot of uncertainty and I would not have been shocked if they would have really crapped out and not even close to playoffs. And then something happened. They made these trades, the locker room is gelling and in like they're back in it. Like there was, they were, they were, what does that even mean in baseball? Well, no, but Hench did the same thing. Hench did the same thing about the Red Sox. He was like the Red Sox clubhouses. They're, they're probably, and there's turmoil going on. Individuals that they got. It it can go the other way too. It can go the other way where you make good trades. And all of a sudden the guys are feeling like the, the jolting and there's a morale boost. I, I am for, I'm positive. He makes a good point. Plugging in your holes with all stars at every position does give you a boost. I literally gave Spaghetti the floor because I thought he was going to make a valid point that I was going to agree with. It is valid. And you're going, what the fuck is this guy saying? No shit, the Yankees. The only that, no. The I read every day. I told I know, you. I know what's going on. So Check what, I, was, what I thought Spaghetti was going to say, although I don't know why I had this misapprehension given that it's a fucking good point, is that they they used to, like the Yankees used to say, like, we'll just spend whatever it costs, but the the even more brutal part about this iteration of the evil empire is they're actually trying to stay away from the luxury tax. And the Cubs are like, Hey man, what can we do to help you out with that? How, how you, you know, we just want to get you into this car. We want it. What's it going to cost to get you into this car? I'll tell you what, what if you drive this car away today and we pay you for it? That that's, this is a fucking, this is Jed Hoyer's uh, dealership. Hey, can we get you into a car today if we pay for it? The, sure, fantastic. The delusion, Thanks, the delusion that bugs me, Spaghetti, specific to any Yankees fan, including you, is that you indulge this jive in your head in like June or July that I don't, you know, I don't know. Maybe we shouldn't be buyers this year. Of course, you're going to be buyers at every trade deadline because you can buy whatever you want and plug in any position you want by by picking over no, two thirds of MLB. I don't buy it. You're not as in tune with the, the Yankees as I am. You don't know what was going on, so that's not true. That's just an outside uh, view looking in. I'm telling you. In fairness not. to Sheck, why would he follow Major League Baseball? He's a Pirates fan. Well, yeah. By the way, you talk about the inequity, and then we'll get to the other stuff. But the inequity is – I wonder if it's never been more severe than it is right now. Look how many – you mentioned the Orioles. The Bucs are – abject garbage and they're not close to the worst team in baseball right now the rangers are junk i mean there there are some dreadful teams the cubs have turned themselves into that as hench mentions there all right you know what we'll talk about baseball here as we jump into best bets and the Orioles are getting mercy ruled every day like i don't i don't know what the 62 mets run differential was you know when they went 40 yeah. 120 but i guarantee you they never had a three-week stretch like this the, the yeah. average score is 10 to 1. 
every game for weeks on end. They're just they're, yeah, they're there's probably a gambling opportunity. The book. Well, that's it. Well, listen, our pal Sal uh, has been pointing at that on extra points and against all odds the last uh, few days here now that the Orioles aren't just losing games, but they're losing games by three runs or more consistently. And you kind of have to do it. The bookmakers have caught up with laying a run and a half against them ain't enough. You've got for it to be worth your while to make the bet. You have to go up to two and a half. That leads me to, as a matter of fact, I'll give you, I'm going to start off. Here's some good news for you, Hench. Saturday, Fenway Park, the Red Sox are ready to get right against those bum Rangers. My guy, Eduardo Rodriguez, not great this season, but I always like him I, in fantasy and otherwise. I, he is a, a, a consistent member of my fantasy baseball clubs. He's starting to turn it around. Two straight quality starts. One, again, one of them was a win against uh, the Rangers. Jordan Lyles on the hump for the Rangers. Uh Bad news for him. Six straight losses. No surprise there. The Rangers are are junk. Um, but personally, in four of those losses, at least five earned runs against this all amounts to the Red Sox not just winning. Lay two and a half to make it really worth your while. I'm going with the Red Sox there. I was also thinking about uh, the uh, Garrett Cole against Kenta Maeda with the Twins coming into uh, to Yankee Stadium. I'm back and forth on that because Maida has been all right and the Twins have been scoring uh, some runs here. If I were going to do anything with that one, I think I'd go under. Instead, take a look at uh, anyone who is playing the Orioles right now. It's uh, The Braves are the fortunate ones this weekend. Drew Smiley against uh, an atrocious Matt Harvey. Again, lay the two and a half. The inequity in baseball has never been greater. The Orioles uh, are the personification of that Plus two and a half ain't going to get it done for them. Do with them. And here's one college football one for you. This is a, a futures play. Long odds on him. The successor to Kyle Trask at the University of Florida. Emory Jones, 25 to 1. It, they fixed that defense up enough down there in Florida. And it's going to be a curveball coming off the Kyle Trask season. It's going to be hard to know exactly how they're going to do. This is a, a dual threat, if you will, and can sling the ball, but also run it to Emory Jones. Heisman Trophy winner for Florida, 25 to 1. Hench, how say you? Oh, my God. I'm having PTSD when you mentioned giving runs in baseball. Because I go, well, fuck it. The Yankees are just going to go on a historic tear. They're going to they're they're going to make the playoffs. They might even pull the Rays in. Who knows? But I'm like, the, the least I can do is make some money off it. I, I you know, like I can cushion the blow with some financial windfalls. So Garrett Cole's back, and I go, well, he's going to fucking completely dominate this Angels team that's only half trying. Uh, that's a guarantee. And then I look at the money line and it's steep, but then I go, oh, Yankees minus one and a half. That's a good price. I can up my investment a little bit if I go Yankees minus one and a half. Yankees win two to one. So it's the fucking worst of all worlds. Evil Empire wins. Good guy. All around good guy. Kevin Hanch loses. It's a fucking, I, it's I like giving runs in baseball. Like I've done a lot a potty mouth. Year. I don't know about I haven't, I've done a lot. I've given a lot of runs in this year, this year. I don't think it's ever worked for me. All right, here. Hey, I want to say one thing. I, again, a recurring theme for me is when you're in the moment, it works good and bad. Like I always used to think about, you know, listen, it's not that traumatic, uh, you know, but when you go to freshman year of college, when you're there that first week, and you're carrying your tray and everything. And when you think back to that, it's so pathetic and you're so, you're so helpless and, and, and so desperate to talk for anybody to say hello to you and talk to you. And if you were fully lucid in that moment, you would probably weep. But there's something about the human condition that allows you to not fully feel the emotion of it, except in retrospect. Um I think the same exists. We talk, we talk for years and years. What if we, what if somebody challenged the DiMaggio's hit streak or whatever? And then these things, like when the Patriots almost went undefeated, it didn't feel. I can't believe this is happening. These these things that can never happen when they're happening. You kind of like, you you're in the moment and you feel it a little bit. I don't think we're celebrating Otani enough. I I, I know that it, this is a this is a crazy season and everything. This is the greatest baseball season by a player ever right or since the days of babe ruth i mean this is he now he what, what was that wednesday night or tuesday night 
either way, he he twirls a gem and then he breaks Reggie Jackson's uh, record for uh, left-handed halos hitting home runs in a season. He gets he gets to 40. It's insane. We aren't talking about it enough, well, even though what, we have talked what, about it a lot. What more of an homage could Jack Morris have paid to him? I mean, I think Jack Morris paid quite an homage, <laughs> quite a quite a classy guy. Yeah, By the way, go. I didn't even I read the horrible Jack Morris quote from 1990 about female reporters. I was like, I I didn't realize that the reason I was reading that quote was because he's still doing horrible things like, oh, well, you got to give him. Well, you know what we need to do? We need to get that guy in a booth. <laughs> give him 162 <laughs> get him, get him opportunities a year get him to embarrass himself and us. All right. Do your best bets. OK. Um, agreed on Otani. Uh, um. So when we were talking last weekend and you said, you know, Sal's kids are trying to get him to take them to these Dodgers Mets games. And I was like, those games are in Queens. Like what? He, he's got an easy out. Those games are in New York. And then I was checking the schedule. I was like, oh, they're in the Mets who I right. gave out. I said, the Mets are going to get swept it, uh, uh, you know, in, in Queens by the Dodgers bank on it. They got swept. Then I'm looking for this weekend's picks. I go, oh, they're coming to Dodger Stadium. Um, so Sal will have to take his kids to the stadium. But they get Walker Bueller, Max Scherzer, David Price. So of those three games, their best chance is probably David Price on Sunday. But by then, DeGrom will have definitely been shut down. I don't know if Syndergaard is, has already been shut down or what. Like, they're – the towel will have been thrown in by Sunday for sure. I mean, it's going to be over. So I would bet the Mets to get swept again by the Dodgers. And if you invested your money, so if you bet a little bit last Friday, Saturday, and Sunday on the Dodgers sweeping the Mets, now you have a nice little nest egg to start doubling Friday, Saturday, Sunday, and this six-game losing streak against the, against the Dodgers. Again, the Dodgers uh, well, we got we got Corey Seager back, but we also have Trey Turner and we've got Max Serzer. It's like when you lose 40 percent of your starting rotation, it's supposed to matter. And it's like, let's go get Max Scherzer. Well, why would somebody give you Max Scherzer? I don't know. We're the Dodgers. It's just I think they're they think we're good guys. You know, um, anyway, so so I, I see another bloody buzz. I wonder if there's a Giants fan who is a, uh, a Hollywood writer like Kevin Hench belly aching into another microphone as we speak right now to his podcast pals like you just did. The monologue you just ran through. Uh, Yanks was, you've was, met was, Giants was, fans in this town. They, they fucking hate the Dodgers. It really is. It is very much the Draper in the uh, Don Draper in an, in the elevator with the junior copywriter. Uh, the uh, like I don't think about you at all. The the push and pull. The Giants and Dodgers are actual rivals um, in baseball, and but Los Angeles and San Francisco talk about a one sided rivalry. The people of San Francisco. Every time I get into a cab or otherwise, you land at the airport at SFO or whatever, and you're you're driving. Where, where are you in from? L.A. Like, oh, sorry for you. Well, I guess you get a respite up here for a few days. Like, why the hate for L.A.? We don't we don't think about you at all, San Francisco. We other than boy, beautiful city, delicious food, a nice place to visit. Boy, they hate L.A. for some reason. But anyway, go ahead. It's uh, it's Humphrey Bogart, Humphrey Bogart, and Peter Laurie in Casablanca. You despise me, don't you, Rick? I guess if I gave you any thought, I would. <laughs> it's got <laughs> the Dodgers view the Giants. Uh, although the Giants uh, did win those three crowns recently. Um, mm -hmm. th so football season starting very soon. Football season underway in the English Premier League. Uh, Manchester City with a frustrating opening loss, 1-0 to Tottenham. I think Man City takes it out on, Nor on newly promoted Norwich. Um, the, the, it's a high number. Over three and a half goals, but it's plus 135. And I feel like Man City will score early, and then, and then uh, the Canaries will have to come out of their shell and I, I think a big number for uh, for Man City in that game. And then my third pick, just this, as we get closer, we should start really, you know, we've talked about some of these, but we should start locking some of these in. I like the Bills under 11. Okay, that's a big number. And, you know, 17 you, games. Don't forget, though, that's yeah, but, really you can trick your mind by forgetting that for a second. 
you, you got to make sure you remember they 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 do have they do have for some reason uh first place schedule they they do have the they have the Jags and the Texans by virtue of playing that whole division but they're at KC at Tennessee at Tampa Bay and at New Orleans and it's like I don't know I just feel like that I, I think the Dolphins are going to be better. I think the Pats are going to be pretty good. And, uh, you know, 12 and five, uh, may, you know, and the other thing is when you bet the under, you can start to hedge down the stretch, <laughs> you know, although that didn't help me last year when I bet the Bucks under. Um, but I do think, I feel like uh, that division's catching up to the Bills a little bit. And uh, I, I do I, agree I, with that. And the Jets are, you know, de- depending on how much you like. The gaze factor, let's see how real it is. But if the Jets improve because they remove gaze by a couple of games, I mean, I'm with you. I really think that we have kissed the, I, it's been a recurring theme for six months now is I, I like the Bills. The way they're the, the way they're constructed right now, but I do like the division. Here come the Dolphins. And man, I really well, we'll get to the Patriots in a second here. Well, I guess I'm looking at they really only have to go eleven and five after winning in week one. Don't be a stink. Because they're definitely like winning that. week one well, against I, I, the last I, place Steelers. Well, we'll see. And that's a we'll see the oh, last place, he says. What a what a bump. Just because you're down in the dumps about the Red Sox. Don't take it out on my Well, team. I will say this, which I love about the NFL. When the Steelers are six and five. Heading for home, they can't get the three best players on other teams. Just go like, hey, let's uh, let's fill in our roster. Like that's that a just shot of you, spaghetti. That's that a just shot doesn't happen team. in the NFL. Lordy. Um, well, there have been trades midseason and beyond that have kind of swung the the uh, the not uh, to the extent. No, not, I know, not I know, I, nothing like that. Shame the devil if it gets that way. I always pine for trades, and then the last few years we've started to see him. James Harrison looms in my brain. That one made me sick. That now I'm kind of against him. All right, spaghetti. Hit us up here, your best bets of the weekend. All right, I'll start with one that's actually happening this weekend. It's the boxing match. Manny Pacquiao, potentially his last fight of his career before he goes on to uh, his political presidency. career in the Philippines. Yeah, presidency, whatever. So uh, kudos to him for that versus uh, a celebrity Sugas. as president. That could never happen. That would never I, who's, happen. I know. Who's ever, who's ever thought of that? So you're not going to get a great price on on Manny in this one. He's the huge favorite. He's minus 430 right now on Fandle.com slash minus three. But... What I do like about this is the over 10 and a half rounds, which that price you can get at minus 215, so a little bit better. The reason why I like it, Manny Pacquiao's only had one stoppage in his fight in his last 16. Ugas is the bigger fighter. He's never been stopped, and he's only dealt with 12 career stoppages, so I like that. So over 10 and a half rounds, um, and I think the fight will go the distance. That's minus 174. These guys are not going to knock each other out. It's going to go the whole, that they're just fighters who throw punches. And, you know, being honest with Manny's last fight boxing is needless to say it's a shady ish sport uh, i think it's a lock that manny's gonna win this so what i would do is probably a three manny to win over 10 and a half rounds and it's gonna go the distance um so i i like that there and you know there's a reason boxing used to be unified until it is you're gonna see weird results like this so even if ugas does better him in the fight manny's still gonna win this one um now for my futures bets the reason why i'm giving them out this weekend is because I think these numbers will change. I know for a fact the Yankees to win the World Series has already changed from last night when it was plus 1,300. It's now down to plus 1,200. So, yes, I'm taking my New York Yankees to win the World Series at plus 1,200. And I was just yelling about Aaron Boone still juggling this lineup in a weird way with having Void around on the bench. So I know savvy. Void, pulling, Void. All the, pulling all the right strings. Well, it matters. We Void, all the right Void came out and said that he, he was the home run king last year. He deserves to play. And I do agree with him despite his awful postseason. In crunch time, he does not hit. But you'd rather have a guy with some pop in his bat than the weird platoon But Boone was doing in the outfield. So thankfully, today's lineup versus the, the Twins, and I hope it stays as well. Fingers crossed. Let John Carlos Stan play the outfield. His batting average is significantly better when he plays the field. Then you could put Void at DH, have Rizzo at first base. That is so much better. I'm glad they're doing that. Plus, 
Kluber's coming back soon. Herman's coming back soon. I know uh, uh, Rollis Chapman was just activated. The big one, Luis Severino, who it seems like a couple weeks back was like about to return. And then there was another shoulder strain. They're having some MRIs. We actually may find that information out later today. But if he comes back for September, that is a huge gift for the Yankees. Also means they can move Andrew Heaney to long relief or maybe if an emergency situation because he has not been great um, since we traded for him. We forget we did trade for him, but we don't bring him up. So, uh, because they're getting the pitchers back, <laughs> why would we? I know it's just funny. The two you can trades take, worked you, out, so the one you trade can take a million different shots, and if if half of them hit, great. If they, I know, if I the know. other half don't hit, okay, it doesn't make a difference. We can just endlessly do this if we're the Yankees. But but it but it, it 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 does matter to have the extra arm around in the bullpen, a guy who could come in for whatever ne- a reason necessary. So, and they're getting those you, arms you back. You literally sound. This is literally what you sound right right now. You know, and it. And if Durant is off, then Lillard Lillard could pick up the slack. And then if Lillard's not scoring, like it's like, yeah, oh, great, you fucking put together a dream team. I know. Congratulations. And it's making my point, which is why you have to hop on the Yankees plus twelve hundred to win the World sure. Series right now. Because I agree there's- with that. Okay, bet on that. But how can you? That's that's making money. That's transactional, emotionally, spiritually. How can you enjoy this? How I've explained you, it you- because they were an inch away from having a terrible season with all that they're going to fire Boone, <laughs> and you had this. Uh, the Steinbrenner son coming out and saying nonsense and they're worrying about the luxury tax and they, and like they weren't going to trade players and there was turmoil in the locker room and the, you know, all the injuries to the pitchers like it was really close to going uh, t- like terribly and then something happened the, the the clubhouse turned around Boone's somehow figuring this out and, and but they're, it's they're, phony it's like watching it's, a Schwarzenegger Dave, action movie you, it, it's, yes, it's, I'm it's sorry only, I it's apologize faux, it's faux I suspense apologize. do you think he's not going to win you think he's going to get killed by the bad uh, guy I you apologize. know he's not Manufactured history my, left for the San Francisco Giants. I'm Something sorry. happened. Something happened. <laughs> I don't. Yeah, we went and got two all stars for nothing. Something well, happened. Yeah, that that is that is certainly part of it. Uh, but it it, <laughs> it 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 was it was more of a roller coaster ride. Well, than it's the I follow the team day by day. I see. I read everything. I watch everything. I know what's going on. There was a point where I was like, "This is going to get really ugly." They could have been, you know, next to the Orioles in the AL East, and instead it went the other way. That like, could it, never it have happened. Ha- that could was, never have happened. It could. All right. Again, I'm sorry. Your team lost Barry Bonds to the San Francisco Giants. I don't know what else you want me to tell you. I'm sorry. Your team. Your team trades away every good player. I'm just telling you what the facts are. I can get, I could take all the jokes, but I'm just telling you what the facts are. But anyway, the, the fact is, bet the Yankees plus 1200. Okay, I agree with that. And my, and my last bet, I want to give another futures bet. I'm giving it for a reason um, because some news came out that Mike McCarthy said Dak Prescott, he will not play at all in the preseason. Now you're going to say, well, yeah, no duh, no quarterback plays in the preseason that starts. But if I was a coach of a team with a guy coming over a devastating injury, I would kind of be like, hey, maybe let's get you some live snaps or some real competition because let's just see what's going on here. And the fact they're saying he's not going to do it, and he right now is plus 200 to win comeback player of the year. That's going to, that's not a good, like, it's, there's going to, other players are going to be moving up. The one player who I like to move up is Joe Burrow, who is back, plus 700. Yeah, there's Saquon Barkley up there, Christian McCaffrey. The running backs, they're, I don't trust. What I do like about the quarterback is we've always been talking about the extra game this season. Bengals, they're not going to be a great team this year, maybe in the future. They're going to be behind a lot. Burrow's going to throw a lot. We saw what Burrow could do last year as a rookie. They added his buddy Jamar Chase on offense. I see a lot of good numbers from Joe Burrow. Right now he's at plus 700. I think it's going to change because I don't trust Dak. I think... I, I was saying early on, I like Dak a lot, maybe for MVP. Most passing touchdowns, their offense is going to be uh, having to score points because their defense is bad. I, I'm telling you, I think there's something going on with him injury-wise, and I don't trust it. I would not feel good if I was a Cowboys fan. Sorry, Sal. So bet Joe Burrow, plus 700 right now to win comeback player of the year. I, you know what? In that comeback player, I'm voting for the 2021 New York Yankees as a as a collective. I mean, that take that, a jokes. Who cares? We're in the World Series. That it, that oh, it's gonna be awesome. Band I cannot of, wait for October, baby. I cannot wait to just it's every, be episode, so crazy. every episode. Every episode. You know, I check. What's gonna be so crazy is that we're gonna have to be rooting for those great Dodgers, Max Scherzer and Trey Turner, to defeat those great <laughs> Yankees, Joey Gallo and Anthony Rizzo. It's Can I ask like, a serious question? Are you more mad at the Dodgers and Yankees for uh, agreeing to those trades, or are you more mad at the dumb organizations who give players away and let and like the fact they enable that? Because I don't, I don't I, find fault. I'm with the mad at any team that takes a call from either of those teams. Okay, that's like, fair. That's just fair. go like, uh, yeah, no, we don't, we don't talk to you because there's a, because in any trade there's a chance we'll help you, and our organizational mission is to never help the Yankees. Like there's. 
that should be baseball wide. You don't need any help. Go get your fucking free agents. And We're not going to help you. Spaghetti likes all the Marvel universe and everything. The reason that it's exciting that Batman wins is because it feels like the odds are stacked against him. You understand, Spaghetti? You root for the... But the Yankees have been very good the last few years, and they have not made it. They've lost the Astros. They've lost the Red Sox. They've lost the Rays. And it's, it's no matter what, from your perspective of a small market team, always constantly losing, losing your best players, just always in turmoil. The Yankees were very close to having another bad season. They turned it around. People in New York and people that are fans of the Yankees, wherever they may live, want to see them win so it's not i'm not going to get mad at the dumb cubs or you know the dumb texas rangers or the dumb nationals for trading their players to the Dodgers. like it is what it is the Yankees got those players and they still, have to go through the, they still have to go through the gauntlet to win through the american league and then if they get to the world series beat the best team in the national league it's not that easy and i want to see them win it's been a while 09 was the last title so i don't care gauntlet, i just can't wait to win games against the orioles make your jokes you're in the loser circle i'm not whatever <laughs> Well, you shouldn't you know even be allowed to talk to me about baseball. You have to, you have, to have a winning record talking to me about baseball. I don't want to hear it. <laughs> That's fair. Tough but fair. Another, I, another three weeks, I'm not going to be able to talk to him about baseball either. I wish uh, we had relegation in Major League Baseball. It's our one American sport in which it would actually work. I don't. I, for real, if we're going to continue with this, and it's been going on for a quarter century at least, if this is what it's going to be and we're really not going to modify it sufficiently to make bum teams competitive, um, not pretend well, we're even trying. Like, well, let's Delegate teams then for real. It would be that would be intriguing right now if we if if one of these teams was about to get relegated but down I, to I saw AAA, that headline it would be funny. That they're considering putting a salary floor. I did which see that would too, right? which would prevent this Orioles thing. It's just well, terrible. and the Pirates. Too. I mean, that's been the story of the Nuttings uh, of the Nutting era in Pittsburgh. Is uh, is that yeah? I mean, the, there's no there's no claim. Hey, we're small market. We don't have many money. Yeah, uh, the Milwaukee Brewers seem to be spending uh, about uh, thirty forty million dollars more annually than you are. What's the excuse now? All right, we're talking about losing. Wait, hold on, hold on. Just just Go so ahead. I'm clear, the family that cut the balls off your team is the Nutting family. That's correct. That's okay. Correct. All right. Fitting, wow. Right. That's nice, isn't it? <laughs> Very fitting. That helps helps you keep the uh, surname uh, on the top of your brain. Okay. You heard Eddie Spaghetti talk about the Manny Pacquiao fight. Spoiler alert. He says Pacquiao's going to win. He is back in the ring on Saturday night for the first time in two years. FanDuel Sportsbook is giving new customers exclusive thirty to one odds on either fighter when he takes on your Danis Ugas. I'm gonna. I, I, I like to say. I mean, Manny Pacquiao is a fun name to say, but your Danis Ugas is more fun. Uh, either way, right now is the perfect time to give FanDuel a shot because you can win $150 on a $5 bet. And as always, FanDuel is hooking you up with great exclusive odds boosts and fun promos like this one. That's why FanDuel is America's number one sports book. Get in there, Pacquiao or Ugas. You choose. It's up to you. The one thing that I do ask as a personal favor to Eddie Spaghetti, well, and me too, and Hench, is uh, that you go to FanDuel.com slash minus three to make your wager. It's the word minus the number three. Enjoy the fight, everybody, and enjoy the presidency afterwards, Pacquiao. All right. Speaking of losers, NFL, I've already told you, Hench finds it boring. I'm sorry, but, you know, there can't really be winners without losers. I'm telling you who is going to lose enough that they are not going to be in the January mix. Guaranteed, it's a much harder game than you think it is. <coughs> Try and do it yourself. I went eight for eight last year. I'm going to I'm gonna do my best again. I've already told you the Texans ain't going to the playoffs. The Lions aren't. The Vikes aren't. Um, the Seahawks aren't. That's the juiciest one until right now. Get ready, everybody. I know it's an exciting time. The stadium, a lot of, lot of noise and everything. You happen to be in too rugged a division. I'm sorry. Las Vegas Raiders, no playoffs for you. Now, to get to a better number there, that's five teams not going to the playoffs again. I, I want your list, Hench, before the season kicks off, too, and you will see how difficult it is to correctly identify these teams. Let's start with the ones I can't really get a good grasp on here. Your New England Patriots, plus 126 to make the playoffs. I keep calling them the X Factor, the AFC. I, 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 I don't know. Like, are we going to be week 10 kind of like, boy, 
Belichick, this has been a real fall from grace. As soon as the old man Brady left, boy, he got exposed. Or are we going to say like, yeah, of course, he's the best coach of all time. All these people who were doubters last year, harumph, ha, 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 at their expense. Obviously, Belichick was going to turn this thing around. I can't, I can't get a beat on how, uh, on what my heart and gut are telling me. Why don't you provide some insights here? Well, especially after this Red Sox collapse, I'm, I'm way too emotionally <laughs> raw to contemplate the Patriots down the stretch not making the playoffs. Um, you know, we've talked about it before. Vegas is right where I am on all of it, like, like plus 126. Yeah, that's about where I feel, you know. So if you say, you know, like, yeah, I could say, like, that's a bargain. You got to jump on that. But it's exactly right. Plus 126. You know, I, it's, that seems right. Um, you know, they're not going to run away with that division. It's not going to be like the last 20 years, you know, prior to last year where he's <laughs> 14 and two. Um so then you look at the depth in the AFC West. You look in the, you know, the wild card. And I, I you know, I guess I guess I would bet against it. You know, if I had mm. if I had to bet, I would definitely stay away. Although I don't know, I might bet against it. Um seven but, playoff teams. Okay, you know, just to, you know, to remind everybody if you've but, been away from football too long. I owe you an apology though. I think I don't know. Obviously, we're not gonna check the tape, but I think when you said last week during this segment, which I'm guessing is a huge fan favorite. Mm. Uh-huh. Okay. Uh, when you said I went eight for eight yeah, with, with picking the non-playoff teams, what I heard was, hey, I went eight and eight last year. I thought you picked them all. I would drop it if you, I could. And you went eight and eight, and then you were bragging about it. I'm hey, vain, Hench. Of course, I celebrate my I celebrate my few successes in the world. What do you think? Why is this guy bragging about going eight and eight? You went eight for eight. Eight okay, for well, eight, excellent. and you think it's that's excellent. All right, excellent. I defy you okay. to match it. I, no, I, I, I will not match it. Although I do agree um, with with the uh, Raiders pick and. Maybe they're a very wise, sober, mature vaccination policy is so that fewer people will have to see them miss the playoffs. Hmm. Amen. Amen. <laughs> you, to that. Unless you're vaccinated, you can't come see us miss the playoffs. You know, the Chargers thing. When we, Vegas, when we were in Vegas, amazing, right? When you're driving, driving down the thoroughfare and that stadium pops up. Just, just right there. No, uh, that's I. It's funny you say that because I had the opposite reaction. As I drove up to that thing, the scale, of the the cartoonish scale of everything else there, kind of dwarfed the stadium. It didn't look. Sometimes you come upon a stadium in the middle of nowhere. Like if you go to that Cowboy Stadium, it's flat all around as far as the eye can see. When you come up on that thing, it's like, look, the aliens have landed many miles in the distance. There's no mistaking. Yep, that's uh, that's that thing. The the Raiders was like, yeah, it's just another one. But there's also a fake New York right there and a fake Paris over there and a big pirate ship just beyond and all of that. I was actually surprised by how kind of small it looked in the, the hockey arena, you know, looked like a, a ranch house in the, the valley somewhere. It looked like nothing. <laughs> Well, apparently they've they did not do uh, good city planning on getting in and out of that stadium. And when you look in Ve- when you're in Vegas, I mean, and that kind of is that's the that's Vegas's challenge for everything, right? Getting from here to here, like, and they want people to be able to move quickly, get back to the tables. But I guess that that stadium is a nightmare and leads to a lot of walking, which is good in a city where the average daily temperature is 115 degrees. I um a couple of things before we uh, before we wrap it up here. We'll get more. We're we're really coming down to the wire here, Hench. There's a lot of hash that still needs to be settled in college and pro football and our fantasy league. Who Damashek with the kickout powers will kick out this year? Will the sports guy Bill Simmons return? Uh, you know he has his own ro- rogue league. I'm not sure exactly. I haven't heard of it. I haven't heard about it. Yeah. Well, I'll, I'll send you some refreshers about your participation in that one. Um, now, two things I want to talk about. Robert Redford just turned 85, and it makes me kind of sad because he's, you know, handsome devil, all, all, all time, A-list, you know, up there with Brando for eternal handsome devil. Um, but now he's 85. Don't be sad. Don't be sad. You should look at it the other way. Go like, <laughs> you can finally pull ladies on the caliber of Robert Redford. <laughs> 
Oh, you mean like Robert Redford, like Robert Redford, three days of the condor? No, no, Redford now. No, Redford now. <laughs> yeah, that's right. Um, by the way, as Brady goes into season 22, is that what it is? 22, which is which is insane. How about uh, your old pal Joe Thornton going into his 24th now in Florida? I love that. Two retirees going down to, for their uh, uh, the beginning of their golden years. But I had Florida. those Gordie Howe Hartford Whalers hockey cards growing up. I thought guys played into their 50s. I was I was confused about well, hockey. Yags Yager doing the same thing. I think he's what is he? He's coming up. But is he almost 50 legitimately? I wish he were in the NHL. Come on, NHL. Do the right. Le- learn how to market. A he's uh, 49. And 49. He's, uh, Somebody uh, sign him already. He, if 66 he's a, were. He's a winger, but also the owner of HC Clad now in uh, the Czech Extra Liga. I, well, if, he, I, if he signed, if he signed a contract and played uh, the full season, I would be stunned if he didn't score a dozen goals at 49. Well, I'll tell you right now, he couldn't score less in the playoffs than the Bruins' third and fourth lines do every year. Just throw six guys out that will never get a puck on net. Like, by the way, guys that don't even have the muscle memory of scoring goals. At least Yager would be like, That's I've done right. this 800 times. You get crafty enough, right? You stand at the post, you bang away. Right, exactly. You'll wind up there. Um, The other thing I wanted to get your thoughts on, Hench, offensive meter. Because some people are offended by Tim Tebow being cut, and not even so much that Tebow got cut, I guess, but that we aren't celebrating him for for inspiring the rest of us with living his dream and work ethic. And that's why Herb brought him there in the first place to show professional football players how to work hard to fulfill their dreams, even though they already have fulfilled their dreams of playing in the NFL. So what it is is a slap in the face of everybody else on the on, on the Jacksonville Jaguars. Like, wait, if that's true, coach, let us know, because uh, I feel like I'm working hard already. I don't need uh, the old uh, man who has never played tight end. But anyway, offensive meter. Should we be offended by anything surrounding the Tim Tebow tight end experience? We, we should not be offended. But I will say this about Tebow. Um, there, was a, there was a baseball book called Good Enough to Dream, right? And there's almost like a... It's almost like a pain, like a pain that comes from being good enough to dream, but not good enough to 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 get the job, to win the job. Right. So uh, I was never good enough to dream, but I was good enough at a lot of different sports that I never, you know, said, I'm not going to play this anymore. I'm not going to I'm not going to play tackle football. I'm not going to play baseball. I'm just going to play basketball, because if I just did that, I might get I might get a scholarship to the shittiest college basketball team in the country. You know, like if I just said, this is all I'm going to do. Right. But I was like, no, I like playing other sports. I like playing tennis. Like I'm just going to play whatever the season is. And when I look at Tebow, when you think about how good you have to be to make a handsome living at a sport. Right. So Tebow is, he's got to be in the top one tenth of 1% of quarterbacks on planet earth. Yeah. But one-tenth of 1% doesn't get you a job. Like, right. There's, there's 75 of those guys (laughs) that get paid. So you don't get a job as a quarterback. You're not quite good enough. Okay. You know, if you're hitting home runs in minor league baseball, you're in the top one-tenth of 1% of baseball players on planet earth. Right. And it's like, okay, that's also not good enough to get a paycheck in the show. So I don't know how close he was to catching on as a tight end, but I guarantee you from his his physical attributes, he's in the top one-tenth of 1% for being an NFL tight end, which is also not good enough. So this poor son of a bitch who is definitely good enough to dream, right? I mean, he's so close in all these different ways, but not close enough to grab the brass ring, you know? And, and, uh, so I, I'm not offended, but I, it does kind of bum me out that the guy with all those physical attributes, that the Rubik's Cube can't align in a way where he gets to contribute to a professional sports team winning games. You almost are expressing some sympathy for him. You know, it is. I, it's That's why I always go to it because it's not clear. It, That's all it I was, was expressing. It, it applies. 
<laughs> I do. My, my heart goes out to the Heisman Trophy winner, the guy who gets called the greatest college football. I, I get it that he's the greatest college football player of all time, and that doesn't equal millions and millions of dollars being paid to him by a pro football team, but he still is well off, so I don't cry for him. And to your point about that, I completely agree that he's it, it, it must be vexing to know, like, I'm better than just about anybody who's ever played quarterback in the history of people. Um, but then the pushback on that is, well, Cardell Jones is way better at, at throwing a football than Tim Tebow is. And he never got close to the crack, the cracks that uh, Tebow got to make it. Um, so there's that, but it is, it does always, I bring it up all the time because it applies to so many, um, to, to so many current events is what Caraway, what Nick Caraway says uh, in Gatsby is that he, that he considers himself the most limited of all specialists, the well-rounded man. That is the same cross that Tim Tebow must bear. Plus the other one that he wears that's big around his neck <laughs> at all times. Um, all right. And uh, so the question I was going to ask you about Redford and then we leave to the both of you. Whose career would you rather have had? Robert Redford's or Harrison Ford's? I mean, these are not, this isn't, because it's sort of like, it's not really Marino versus Eli. Because like you could have had, uh, you know, I don't know who's the greatest actor of all time. Uh, you know, you could have had, that guy, you know, uh, I can't think of a single good actor. Richard Burton. Lawrence, Lawrence or Olivia. you can have Sly Stallone's, right. Either just get rich being an action hero or you get the accolades and the the hardware of being considered now, the greatest thespian of all time. This is, this, is, this is just cool characters. Would you rather be Indiana Jones, Han Solo, oh, Rick Deckard, so you, John so you, Book? You're saying movie careers. Yeah, Jack Ryan. Not life. Not life. I don't know. Ford I was a carpenter. That's not one of my choices. <laughs> yeah, I'm not doing that. Okay. All right. Um, or you know, the Sting. Look, he's, you know, he's a you know, he's a grifter. Listen, That's cool. I, 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 you know, I can't not watch all the president's men. It's in, in its entirety. It's like the Godfather for me. I just that movie's on with that soundtrack. I'm watching it to the end. Um, Three Days of the Condor, the Sting, like I'm much, if I stumble on a, a Star Wars or an Indiana Jones, you know, I, I don't know, 50 50. I'm not, it depends, but I'm Red surprised Fist you Day. even would get up to 50% of maybe no, even watching I, no, it. I, I'm not, not snob. even, you know, I, 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 yeah, but, but so for me, it would be Redford's, Redford's career. Like, and that, by the way, he did turn down the graduate. He could have been Benjamin Braddock, which obviously makes that movie wildly different than what the final product is it's I, I i love when you hear those kind of things when people are like boy who was it was it stallone who turned down beverly hills cop that movie would have sucked or at least not been or not been at all what it what it ended up being with eddie murphy uh speaking yeah, of eddie Murphy, can't can't be dashing i don't i don't know it it, it works because you know he's a little nebbishy lost guy and she's lost and Bancroft, Spaghetti, The Graduate. We did. Uh, I know the movie. I know what it's about. Uh, we didn't we use a clip from that from a, a show we did recently? Or yes, maybe I mimicked. Right. Yeah. I, I I did. Uh, I, I did. Dustin my, Hoffman. Uh, right. I did. Right. Mrs. Robinson. Yes. Good. Yeah. When she says goodbye to Benjamin, and she's 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 just broken in the corner of the room. It's a great shot. It's the best shot of her in the corner of the white walls around her, and she just. Goodbye, Benjamin. I, I, I almost said that to Seven. I said it to him goodbye to the season last year, but I did not say goodbye forever because I knew he was going to come back. And guess what? Cleveland Browns and Baltimore Ravens, he is back, and you'll rue the day that you that you made your jokes because the because the the uh, the revenge the Savenge tour is nigh. Spaghetti, who's your choice? I think. Well, yeah, I guess you're going to choose the other guy. You're going to choose. You're not going to choose Bob Redford because you didn't see most of his pictures. I, I have seen some stuff with with Rob Redford, but it, it definitely is like a generational gap thing where it's like even funny with Harrison Ford, who is, I guess, his prime, you consider it would still be, tw you know, 20, 15 years before I was even born. But he still kind of lasted uh, through my age group just because of Indi the popularity of Indiana Jones and Star Wars and then other movies that I like of his. And he was Jack so, Ryan, for right, goodness sakes. Right. Who's that? Blade, Nobody's Blade, got I mean, to play more cool Bla guys than Blade him. Blade Runner, even Blade Runner 2049, which is an awesome movie uh, with him and Ryan Reynolds together. I, um, I, yeah, I would take uh, Harrison Ford's career. 
How about what lies beneath? That's a sinister turn. People do like that movie, actually. And I, I think that's one that of the great I think that's such a great conceit for a movie is the one he made. I can't remember the name. Um, she was the actor of the moment. She was like the the must have uh lead actor of, of for about five years there she was in four weddings and a funeral she was in um andy mcdowell no she's a little older than that Kristen uh, scott thomas Kristen scott thomas correct correct that movie is a great uh, i love that that i plane know crashes. oh oh uh, i can't think of the name of the movie but the plane crashes and he finds out his wife was on it and then he finds out oh yeah she was on there with uh, the guy that she was having the affair random with. random hearts that's random right hearts. I've watched about 30 minutes of that. This turned into movie Sweet Jesus. Sweet Jesus is that a, a horrendous movie with a with a great idea behind it. But uh, my God, it's a, a this is this is Shaq talking about movies. Um, he made the one with the girl with the curls. She had the curly hair. <laughs> I, I just remembered the movie she wanted. English Patient. That's what I was going for. <laughs> That's the other movie know. she was in. She was in the English patient. Yeah. Another plane crash. Another plane crash. Watch out if she's in the movie. Whoa. Holy hell. That's a good uh, going down. redundancy for ball. Right. Right. Boy, I'm, I'm, I'm losing my fastball. Getty with our old timey movies. I've lost my fastball clearly. So that's uh, a strong indication. It's time for us to cut it out here. All right. Make sure you heard uh, some good uh, gambling advice or maybe it was bad gambling advice. You decide. Go to FanDuel.com slash minus three. The word minus the number three is how you bet it. Cash in on all our best bets there, Oregon. Fade us. And until next week, with Kevin Hench, Eddie Spaghetti, and the rest of the gang, uh, great guests coming your way for you on the Extra Points Network, including Alan Fanica with me and uh, Cousin Sal, by the way, uh, earlier in the week. Make sure you're checking out all the great action there. And until uh, post-weekend, thanks so much, sports fans. It's been a thin slice of heaven.